Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Bear Thoughts. Today's podcast is going to be about circular material thinking on post-consumer and bio-based materials, where we're going to kind of talk to Sandra and Tim um, from Hands-On Matter and their approach. So um, Sandra is a techno-anthropologist and Tim is a material and product designer. And together they bring a brand, a collective called Hands-On Matter. Um, This podcast discusses their personal journeys, their perspectives on transitioning to a circular economy and Hands-On Matter, um, a collective that unfolds the potential of novel as well as traditional materials and production techniques as an outset for questioning resource use, consumption, sustainability, and the material culture of our current time. So thank you, Tim. Thank you, Sandra, for joining us um, on another edition of Bear Thoughts. Um, it's really cool to have you guys here from pretty much across the world to kind of share with us your journey, your kind of experience in circular economy, design thinking. Um, and we just want to kind of share your journeys with every, every, all our listeners and everyone um, who kind of engages with us. So let's just start off by giving a brief introduction about, about you guys. And we have two of you, so that's even more amazing. Um, let's start off with Sandra. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey and what that's been like? Yeah. Hi, I'm Sandra. I live currently in Berlin, but I come from Denmark where I studied a bachelor in philosophy and business and I have a master degree in techno-anthropology. And it was during my studies that I came closer to working with circular economy and doing that from an ethnographic perspective. So really looking at users, usability and thinking uh, circular economy more in networks. Uh, hi, my name is Tim van der Loh, um, second part of Hands on Matter. Um, I am from the Netherlands and I'm currently also based in Berlin. Um, I am a material and product designer working with post-consumer material, um, meaning like looking at waste streams and look how I can convert this material into uh, new products. Um, I work mostly with like materials flows in circularity and my approach uh, tends to be uh, across pollination between craft and industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And we uh, met then yeah. when we started Hanson Matter. Wow, great. <laughs> and that, it's, a, it's amazing how people come together to start off such an initiative. Um, so before I kind of move on to asking you a couple of questions about circular economy, sustainability, that kind of stuff, I want to get into a little bit more detail about uh, techno-ethnography. So if you can, Sandra, if you can share me, share with us kind of like a brief on what that really means. And then, um, Tim, I heard that you kind of have some cool projects on the go, like uh, using denim. So maybe like a brief on each of these things. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yep. So techno-anthropology is like a new studies and the approach comes very much from science and technology studies, Um, also thinkers like Bruno Latour that thinks uh, about the world is more horizontal, so things and human agents are like equal agents in a network. Um, So I approach development and innovation as uh, being users, people and technologies and organizations that are codependent, so they are shaping each other's um, back and forward. So there might be develop a technology or a thing that I buy as a consumer, but I can also redesign this thing or use it in another thing than in another way than the designer first thought of I would. 
So as a techno-anthropologist, you go in and look uh, into this dynamic. And also, how do you think change in that? How do you think organization? How do you think usability when it's something that's dynamic and all the time movement, moving? Wow, that is so different and that is so unique. I think it's very inspiring to hear such things because um, a lot of the times we don't hear such kind of career paths or such kind of um, kind of studies and things you can get into, which is really inspiring, something that people need to also be aware of. Um, kind of shifting this to Tim now, uh, you did kind of uh, share with me that you have a, a couple of projects on the go and one of them seemed interesting using denim, right? So can you give me a little brief on that as well? Uh, yeah, so I created a project called New Blue and um, this is actually my master project. I graduated with that last year and with the starting point I used, as I said, like waste as a starting point and I looked into the fashion industry and figured out that one of the most polluting um, fashion items in the world is denim or cotton um, and that's because it has it contains a lot of chemicals. It's um, it's for dyeing very bad. Um, growing the cotton uh, requires a lot of water. Um, so I took kind of this genes as the starting point for a project to um, change it again into another genes. So it was a very um, it's simple approach. So I wanted to really recycle the whole genes and make a new genes again. Uh, and I did this with, um, it sounded really funny and very naive. I, I just cut it like leftover genes in small pieces and started to um, sew them together, um, glue them together with natural binders, uh, like mostly like things that you can recycle again. And then in the end, I found an industry that could recycle jeans fibers and then um, change it into kind of a fleece. And this was like a 100% recycled fleece that is then embroidered with a kind of grid over it that kind of reinforces the uh, material. And with this project, I'm trying to find uh, new ways in, in manufacturing jeans uh, and not look at like, or like look mostly at like how to produce it in a way that you don't um, need uh, chemicals or um, um, extra energy, um, water is very important and I'll kind of try to get that out and then in the end have a zero waste um, garment that could actually circulate again uh, yeah. in fibers again. That's, that's amazing as well, like taking that whole design thinking approach to it. Very cool to hear what you're doing. Um, I think people should check it out for sure, New Blue Project. Um, so I guess both your things definitely have ties with sustainability. So this is a broad question, but sustainability is also a very broad um, topic and it also quite can get kind of daunting for people. So can you guys share like what sustainability kind of means to you guys? Yeah, so uh, for us, sustainability is a way of thinking. Uh, so it's very value based. Um, so of course there's like a design approach and a systemic approach, but for us it's like, or for me, now I'm talking for myself, mm. it's very based in, in values. So it's not only about thinking inputs and outputs, um, it's also about thinking community, how you think learning. For me, learning is not just a performance or an output that you put like two uh, lines under is a process and I would like to think this process thinking into 
building a company, uh, driving and managing an organization, and thinking like the whole network of communities outside um, that organization and company. And of course, there's thinking resources like energy and mm -hmm. water and so on, that we see ourselves in a larger system. Yeah, I and think yeah, <laughs> I think I can agree. Um, but for me, personal sustainability, I find it a very big word. Mm. Um, but I think in terms of design, sustainability could mean to regenerate materials. Um, so actually what Sandra already said, like looking at the value of materials um, that could be then after its lifetime, like used in the teams of cradle to cradle or like uh, in circularity, so circular economy, where the materials flow endlessly in the circle without losing uh, the quality. Um, and a circular economy is for me mostly sustainability in this because it focuses on producing and consuming in a completely different way, mm. uh, thinking in the segments of this circular economy about emissions, chemicals, materials, labor, quality. Mm. Um, it's just a complete new um, um, system to kind of use materials and how mm. they flow. And that's, mm. I think, very important in, in design. Um, yeah. yeah. And actually to come back to what I said, I think sustainability is very much a way of living, so it's very holistic. It's not just a company form or a way of designing. It's like something uh, that consumes everything. Definitely, yeah. I mean, um, I think sustainability. Definitely agree with you guys. It's kind of the sense of like the triple bottom line. So it takes into consideration people, planet, profit, and um, kind of the incorporating that circular economy model is definitely something that's. We're moving to, and uh, that kind of leads me to my next question because hands-on matter seems really, really uh, unique. So can you tell us a little bit more about what hands-on matter is? For sure. Um, so hands-on matter is a platform here in Berlin. It started out as a bi-monthly event series where we invited designers, artists, and people in the scene of innovation, uh, working with circular economy and so on, to contribute to these events where we had talks and workshops. Okay, and yeah. um, how, do you, how do you go about kind of incorporating circularity in your enterprise when you do these kind of uh, engagements? So our main focus was actually in this whole event series about circular material thinking. Yeah. Um, and this was about focusing in each event on a certain topic, on a certain material. Um, and we did it then bi-monthly and took then materials and put them into a different perspective. So we invited like artists and designers that work with a certain material but um, go a completely different direction to open up a discussion and to inspire people to to um, explore more a certain material um, and we did for instance in one event was about mycelium uh, fungi and there we invited um, an artist that worked with uh, mycelium to create paintings and paper um, as like a material but you can at the same time grow your own mushrooms as well for eating so it's like a material that is food wow. Um, but it also can be a building block for architecture, 
if you think about mycelium uh, cultures growing, um, you can create this kind of new things out of it. But we also focus on post-consumer materials. So uh, in another event, we, we focused on textile waste, what is currently a really big problem, and um, looked into um, a more DIY perspective, into a more like low-tech perspective of how to um, find ideas and solutions to kind of upcycle this again, or like giving it a new value again. Mm-hmm. And um, we do that in like really with like DIY mm-hmm. um, workshops, uh, asking people to kind of like, um, yeah, discuss as well, like the material or like the item and like see what you can do with it. It was like an intervention, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and now at the moment, we're also focusing on collaborative projects, um, mostly in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, to work also with the community over here um, so looking around you in the city what who can you um, with who can you collaborate and what kind of materials and resources are actually um, in the local neighborhood and um, kind of re-exploring that again mm. so for us it has been like super gaining and really interesting to go into this interdisciplinary scene of art design and and innovation um, and what we have found is that actually in the arts there is a lot of request for someone who's working with materials from a more sustainable perspective and also circular perspective so we are like engaging in new collaborative works um, thinking about uh, circular material thinking which is like super interesting and there are like so many doors to open uh, in this in this way sure for sure yeah and, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, and to like come back to your question <laughs> about uh, how we think circularity. So we do this in several ways. The main f- focus is first circular material thinking, where we work with some different core concepts. And we work with the main ideas of monomaterials. So having things that uh, are from like denim is made of cotton and like work with different things that are not mixed with plastics uh, that make it like a composite material. Then we work with ideas like design for disassembly, that things can be taken apart and put again in a new way. Um, or so you can like form things to, to the need or the use and in that sense extend a life. Um, then we also work with the idea of uh, quality and durability that to extend a life and the use of a material uh, mm-hmm. it needs to be of good quality um, and we work a lot with the waste hierarchy where in the top the first uh, step is to reduce then reuse then repair and then you can start to think about recycle when repairing and reusing is not an option anymore and then in the end you just dis- dispose a material um, so this is like the micro level of how we work with circularity and circular material thinking. Mm-hmm. And we also work with it on a more macro level. So we look into flows and a larger perspective of how materials circulate in consumption, production and in our society, which mm-hmm. also means looking into value chains. Um, and then there's also like a layer of 
sociality and community building um, and open source that these ideas, design and thinking uh, of materials needs to be open to all, which mm -hmm. is also super important in our events and everything that we facilitate. They will want everyone to be welcome and invited. It doesn't matter if you know anything about circular economy or not. Mm -hmm. Everyone has something valuable to bring in and most important of all to disperse this thinking and get new inputs is like so important. Um, so also the recipes and stuff that we have uh, created is something that is open for everyone to use. That's, that's awesome. And um, just out of curiosity, do you want to share maybe a recipe or something on this over this podcast here? Um... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like no, we have it actually on our website. Maybe it's better to check on the website. Absolutely. We have some, uh, some. We also made a publication. It's also online, and you can uh, check various topics out with different recipes. Okay. Um, uh, like it's what we worked on is like uh, paper clay. So like recycled paper turns it into a clay, and you can sculpt like uh, furniture or art pieces with that. Mm -hmm. uh, we also did um, a spe uh, special weaving technique to weave with like um, uh, t-shirts so you can like reuse t-shirts that you don't use anymore into yarn and then weave different kinds of squares and patterns. Yeah. And, um, what else? But it's amazing yeah. like how you can make bioplast at home very easily. You need like a cooking uh, plate. Um, a pot, vinegar, uh, some starch, cornstarch, corn yeah, glycerin, like and then you can put like different structures into it. Like we we have made recipes with paper, or it's like Tim's uh, original project yeah. from his studies. And you can actually, this is a super durable material that you can use as a binder. So you can find, you can source waste products, for example, from the street or from your working place or uh, things that are broken in your home. And you can put them back together with this uh, bioplast, uh, which is absolvable again. And you can actually use it over and over. Um, but you can also use it to like make different structures like pots or um you yeah. know this it's something that has just started to be explored so we would really invite people to to give it a look and maybe also in these quarantine times it would be something fun to to play with definitely i mean people being locked in as well i mean locked you know, under lockdown um we found a lot of diys really kind of coming into light and being in like an interactive and community building piece so really cool again what you guys are doing um one part that i did want to kind of uh question ask you a question on is the, the collaborations and the community side of things because we talked about the design we talked about the amazing innovations but um, you do you do do many collaborations so um, would you mind telling us a little bit about the kind of communities and the people you work with and also maybe some of the um, work the exhibitions that you are um, kind of working on um, yeah so it was really nice because we started the whole event series in, in Neukölln and this is a very beautiful uh, neighborhood with a lot of diversity and a lot of different backgrounds of people um, and from that we got quite nice networks. 
uh, with different designers and artists, um, also with different people from uh, schools and other institutes. There's a lot of like uh, cultural and art institutes in Berlin that work with like a very, I would say, radical and, and activistic approach into circularity and sustainability. And at the moment we are working on a project about um, uh, the topics community and labor in care economy. So not thinking about like the produce thing, but more about the whole process around producing something. So we are looking into, um, uh, into craftsmanship, um, looking in Berlin like other still craftsmen over for certain, um, certain uh, products like for instance um, shirt making or like um, bag making you know like is there still like an industry happening here um, another project is that we really focus on a certain area um, and in this area we look into what is what's growing there and what is like waste there and how can we turn that into something new or even maybe into something that was there energy as before and how can we change it into something contemporary so we really like to kind of look into this area and look what's around there and try to kind of um, be inventive with the tools and resources that are at that certain um, um, place I think. Mm. So what is amazing about being in Berlin and doing this in Berlin is there's a very strong bottom-up culture so people are very autonomous and very active in taking initiative, taking community initiatives. But also when you look in the different scenes that we are working in, uh, there's a lot of artists in Berlin. There's a lot of designers in Berlin. And the startup scene in Berlin is also quite big. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe not particularly in a circular economy, but in general, there is like this entrepreneurship anyway, because people are creating their own professional uh, paths here it's not something that is just given um so building network and taking initiative and inviting people to something you're curating or finding funding for is like a, a huge thing here and we're kind of just being absorbed in that which is amazing um because it really gives you a freedom of also having a different practice that's not only based on uh, creating profits, but also based on thinking and, and creating value in terms of network and communication and communicating certain topics. And, and as we said, there is like a lot of hunger for learning more about circular economy here. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And that actually uh, transitions very well into my next question. Um, there's like a growing scene of startups, growing scene of entrepreneurship, but also there's a growing scene I think that we need to kind of um, look at is entrepreneurship. So people within an organization who are being innovative and trying to make changes in that organization. So what is kind of from each of you, I guess, what is one piece of advice you would give to other aspiring um, eco entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who are working for organizations currently? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a super good question um, and also made us think about what we would tell ourselves, would we have told ourselves 10 years ago? I think for me, it's like also when you look at my professional background and what I studied, um, 
interdisciplinarity is like the big answer for me. Um, it's really important mm. to find someone who has another background than yourself. Uh, with me and Tim, we come like from two different countries. <laughs> we study two different things. We think and do very differently, but we share the same goals. So in that sense, we can help each other be better and elevate. We can learn from each other, um, which is quite amazing. Um, so that is like my advice uh, for people out there is to find someone that they work really well with and that brings something completely different to the table. And I think to to find solutions for the future, we really need to look into interdisciplinarity because yeah. it's so complex and we have to like look at structures, systems, networks, um, and at the different processes within those. Um, and we just need to be different people thinking different ways um, to, to find solutions for that. Yeah, I totally agree with Sandra. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's very perfectly formulated. I think also like from uh, my perspective, what is a good tip is like go out into the world and, you know, talk with people, um, try to go outside and, and look around you what's happening because I think you can gain a lot of very interesting information um, about structures and how people think and what they want and um, this gives also very very exciting outputs I think um, and with uh, design as well and circularity it's it's the biggest tip I would give it's trial and error not yeah. everything will work out but if you work on it it will work out and this is exciting you know it's like trying it out experimenting um, and then do it again and you'll in the end find a very interesting inspiring um, um, thing that comes out I think that's very important well. yeah I also think that Tim said something really cute yesterday about like it's so important to go to the streets and just see what there is what can you source in yeah. your local neighborhood and in your area is there something at home or in your common yard or whatever that you can reuse and actually upcycle and in that sense also create some awareness about uh, these things like how we consume how much waste we create on a daily basis it's insane Definitely. I mean, that's such great advice. And being in the zero waste, space, we also kind of see the same thing, so much waste being generated. And um, but we do see a lot of kind of like awareness being happening and a lot of people getting involved. Is that kind of similar to what you guys are seeing there? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Berlin is also a funny place because there is like a, a culture of putting things uh, as fashenkens, as like as gifts on the street. Mm. So it's actually super normal that people look into bags and boxes that's left on the street mm. and you kind of just like directly donate to your neighbors or in your neighborhood uh, clothes, old toys, all kinds of stuff that you don't use anymore. And I think there are some things like children toys. That's how long a lifespan do they have? And here there is like a direct uh, passing on of these things, which is super great. Wow. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that's that's very nice. It's there's a nice structure here in Berlin. I think it's like what I what we already said before. It's like 
uh, a very radical and aware city. Like people are very aware of the situation of the, the, the urban structure and like the conflicts, but also the solutions. And uh, people really, or what I find is that people really participate and, mm. and they go out on the street and protest. Um, and um, there's a lot of like knowledge exchange uh, happening in the city. Yeah. Uh, that makes it a very vibrant and exciting city to work in. Yeah, you really get the feeling that we're all in this together. Yeah. And we also all share a common interest in changing the world, the city, the way we live to the better. So, yeah, it's very positive. That's, that's really great. And um, that kind of brings us to the end of uh, this edition. It's been really insightful to speak with you guys. It's really inspiring. And for our listeners who do listen in, they... This is a kind of a good opportunity to kind of take your advice, Tim, where you said, um, look around yourself and just, it's not necessarily look around, but just like listening to other kind of um, inspirations, other thoughts, other perspectives can really help us develop as people. So thank you so much for joining us. And um, yeah, thank you. I'm just truly grateful and um, inspired right now. Thank you, too. Thank you so much, Mehul, for inviting us. This has been so much fun. Yeah, thank you a lot. Absolutely. Thank you.